A question for you to ponder for a few moments here. What would you say is, for yourself, the most important thing in your life right now? Take a moment. Hey, let's, let's give yourself three. Give you like your top three most important things in your life. If you were to ask someone serving in the military, the answer would most likely be God, family, country. And, and I'm, maybe I'm, I'm hoping, but possibly not, but maybe I just kind of prejudice you. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, God's in there. He's in my top three. Uh, it, 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 if, if you look at your, what you say your top three things are most important in your life right now, um, like what percentage of time do you give to each one? Because we, we value what we give our time to. Something might sound great. God, family, country. But what does it look like on paper? You know, with our cell phones now, they have the, this new option um, about keeping a, a track of what your screen time is. How often you're using your phone and I'm being honest with you. Just, when I saw that option, I said, do I, do I really want to know? You know I, like, I, I think I like the idea that I'm not on my phone all the time. I don't think I am. But I have a sense that I might be shocked to see how many hours I may actually spend on my phone. The screen time. You know, we, we, we use the expression FaceTime. How much face time do we have with God? How much face time do we have with our family? How much face time do we have with, with our friends and with work? And what would it look like on a pie chart? So just hold that for a moment. In the gospel today, Jesus is approached by the Pharisees and the Herodians. And it, it's, it's kind of like a little bit like the Amy Barrett confirmation here. They start off with some softball questions or, or these compliments. They heave some praise on Jesus and, you know, how, how smart he is and how well-esteemed and respected he is. And then they come in with a zinger that's meant to corner him, to put him in an awkward position. The question is this. Do we have to pay the census tax or not? Do we have to pay the census tax or not? So the, the Herodians, these, this group of Jews believe that it's better that we pay the tax so that we can keep the peace with the Romans. The Pharisees are of the opinion it's, it's almost sacrilegious to pay the tax. Because the, the census tax, first of all, the census tax is to pay for the continued occupation of the, the Romans occupying Jerusalem and all the Jewish people. And so it's, it's insulting on one level, but on another level, they have to pay with a denarius coin that has the inscription of Caesar on it and the image of Caesar. And Caesar is believed to be a divine son of Augustus. And so even to have one in your possession is almost sacrilegious for the Pharisees. 
So Jesus is in a tough situation. If he answers, yes, it's lawful, then he loses all credibility with the Jewish people. And if he says it's not lawful, they got him. He's now opposing Rome. And how does Jesus respond? He says, give me the coin. And ironically, one of them has this coin. And he goes, whose inscription and what does it say? And so Jesus is just saying, render to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. Render to Caesar. Render to the government. Pay back to the government what is their due. We call that the IRS. Your taxes, which you all happily and joyfully pay every year. A certain percentage we have to give back. But the real question in the Gospel today is, what belongs to God in your life? Of some of those things that you say, this is the most important thing in my life right now? Do you see that as belonging to God? Do you see that as belonging to you? Because you know, it's really difficult to, to lose and to grow out of I think we don't grow out of it. We just grow more and more into it. The mind. You know, at a young age, it's one of the first things that we learn is these possessions. Mind. Mind. And it just gets stronger as we accumulate more. It's all mine. It's my house. My car. My hobbies. My golf clubs. Mine. It's my time. It's deeply rooted in us, this mind. And, and I think one way to kind of judge how we are growing in the Christian life, how we're maturing in the Christian life, is our transition from mine to thine. Because it's all his. But, you know, we said Ignatius of Loyola, you know, he talked about inordinate attachments. There are things that we are just too attached to. We're in the mind thing, and it's hard for us to let go of them because we, we put so much weight on them, so much maybe it reflects something of who we are. Our, 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 not just our, our possessions, but maybe the people we hang out with, our friends, they give us a sense of status, our positions, our titles. All holding I hold on to it. I need it. What would happen if I lost that? That's a, an attachment that we need to be purified of. And so I think today, in a profound way, as we come to the Mass, what is it that belongs to God most profoundly? It's your heart and everything that your heart loves and longs for. God wants to be first, and He wants to cover everything else. You know, we, we say in the Eucharistic prayers, we get closer to receiving Jesus. I'll say, lift up your hearts. And you say, let us give thanks to the Lord our God. And you say, it is right and just. It is your due, God, that I praise you. It, you, you deserve all of me. And that's what we worship. Lord, I want to give you my whole heart. 
And so by faith, as we come to the Mass, we also recognize there are parts in our hearts and our lives, things that we have an attachment to. And I think first it's just, look, I need to acknowledge there's still a lot of me and mine that needs to die in me, that needs to move from mine to thine. And I need your help. Lord, give me the desire, grant me the grace to, to entrust it into you, to see it as your gift. And so as I approach you in the Eucharist, I come with a heart that says, Lord, I surrender all back to you because you have given all to me. And most profoundly, in this Eucharistic embrace, he lavishes all that he has on you and me. He holds nothing back of his love. He just, he's looking for a heart that's just, that's just disposed to receive and recognize, Lord, all this gift from you. And what's beautiful, when we grow from mine into thine, we've discovered this great revelation that Jesus says, guess what? He goes, you're mine too. I call you my own. Amen.